0: to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This episode of Collective Wisdom is brought to you by Gift Wellness, an award-winning social enterprise that makes non-toxic and hypoallergenic sanitary pads and their new range of plastic-free vegan cleansing and shampoo bars. Founded by Dr. Zareen Ahmed in memory of her daughter Halima, who was tragically killed in 2007. Gift Wellness make and sell healthy lifestyle products that give their customers a feeling of well-being and the knowledge that they are supporting a brand that cares about their individual needs as well as the environment and the needs of those who are less fortunate. Their scheme, Buy One, Gift One, means that for every pack sold, a pack is donated to women in refugee camps and women in need via food banks and schools. Gift pads are at least six times more absorbent than most ordinary brands This makes them better for the environment because around a third less product is used and thrown away. The friendly packaging and branding dispels taboos. It celebrates women so they don't have to hide them away or be embarrassed. Gift Wellness are offering listeners of Collective Wisdom a super generous 30% discount using the code CAT30. That's C-A-T-30. So head over to giftwellness.co.uk To learn more about this inspiring social enterprise that's helping thousands of women around the world to safeguard their dignity during times of crisis, use the code CAT30, C-A-T-30 at checkout if you like what you see. And I promise you won't be disappointed. Thanks so much to Gift Wellness. Hey there, my wise friends, and welcome to another episode of Collective Wisdom where we explore the insights and perspectives from our lived experiences. And in today's episode, we're joined by a messaging coach and speaker, Joanna Ingram. As a messaging coach, Jo has helped countless entrepreneurs, coaches, and thought leaders to refine their messaging and communication skills, allowing them to better connect with their audience and grow their businesses. With her unique approach that blends psychology, marketing, and storytelling, Jo has gained a reputation for helping her clients to create powerful messages from a place of genuine authenticity that will resonate with the right audience for them and drive meaningful results with more ease and less efforting. Authenticity comes from the same ancient Greek root as the word author and authority. And as you'll hear, Jo discovered for herself, we can't really be an authority in our own life without first knowing ourselves. Being authentic means claiming our own power to tell the story of our lives, which in her own case, involved finding the courage to carry on after she very nearly didn't make it through the birth of her first child. I hope you'll agree that hearing her story, you can't help but gravitate towards her infectious, life-affirming energy. I'm so thrilled to have Joanna Ingram joining me today. Jo is a business coach and brand messaging consultant and host of the wonderful podcast, Goals with Soul, where she shares wisdom from her guests and insight from her own 18 years as an ad agency director about how to build your own magnetic personal brand so you can attract your ideal client with less effort and more ease. On a personal level, I've worked with Jo and her energy and enthusiasm for the work she does just lights up the room. But what's really impressive is how she brings her intuition into play. This has really helped me to hone in on my own messaging, which is almost impossible to do for yourself. But once you get that clarity and a sense of alignment with who you are and why you do what you do, things really do start to go to a whole new level. So Jo, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for bringing yourself and all that joyous energy with you today. Um, I just wanted to kick off with that word aligned, which
1: is clearly such a powerful one for you oh thank you, Cat. I'm delighted to join you today and thank you for asking me about the word aligned because for me it's been a long journey into alignment kicking off like you mentioned with all those years working for the advertising industry. I was as far out of alignment as I could possibly be I was completely burned out as so many people are in corporate and very far away from who i really was i was showing up being who i was supposed to be who i should be and that started from a really early age even from um you know the the path i took through university and into my career until i got to a point where i was just frazzled by the whole thing and then along comes the pandemic and like many i was laid off i was made redundant from that job that was i was working predominantly on travel brands and we all know what happened to travel at that period and i had an opportunity to either be devastated or instead to see it as the universe giving me a beautiful kick up the behind which was how i truly felt about it because it'd been on my heart for so many years about doing something aligned something more suited to how I felt inside and really something that called in a lot more of that feminine flow and less of that masculine push, which had so exhausted me for all the years before. And that's really was was how I was first introduced to getting more aligned in my career and getting more aligned as a business owner and what I would do and how I would help. It was about becoming heart-centred Rather than doing something that I didn't really feel had the same values that I had personally.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, you were able to take. Um, I talk a lot about challenge and opportunity. the The Chinese kanji, the the Chinese symbol for it, is the same. And so often, what can be seen as you know bad news actually becomes the thing that helps you. We do sometimes just need that nudge or that push to go for it. But um, was it as easy as that? You make it sound very easy, you know, to step out into your own, because of what I think you have true insight for is when you're not aligned and, and when things aren't quite firing. And I wondered if that insight came from a journey you've been on yourself. Oh, you are so right. It was
1: not easy at all. (laughs) It was an absolute dog's dinner, actually. You know, there I'm like, and I lived happily ever after as as a joyful business owner. And that wasn't the case at all, because I brought all my old stuff with me into my business and decided that I was going to hit all those milestones that business owners desire faster than anyone. And I put myself under immense amount of pressure that saw me in that first six eight months of business launching three group programs my podcast a membership being on every social media platform out there i was a machine and i thought that that was great that's the way to do it right and instead Six, eight months later, I was one one memorable evening lying on the kitchen floor, sobbing, sort of leaning up against the fridge, going, I don't want to do this anymore to my husband. And with this realization that I'd become a worse boss to myself than any of those bosses that I so did not enjoy working for back in the advertising world. And that that was a real turning point that made me introspectively think it's me so what's going on here i'm clearly out of alignment with what i really desire because i wouldn't be feeling this much pain if it was all working and in flow and i literally put my business down for the best part of three months and started becoming a dedicated student to the law of attraction and the universal laws i was walking barefoot through my local woods in East London, just soaking up the sunshine in the summertime and doing whatever I felt like I needed to do. And a lot of that was about unshackling myself from this uh, overproving, over-efforting, overdoing masculine energy that had been an essential part of my working life and, well, my whole life, let's be honest, for all those years before. And instead, start to understand what it looks like to be in ease and in flow and to welcome the divine feminine and actually to start letting things be easy instead of overthinking and making everything so darn hard and also not putting myself under the same astronomical levels of pressure. And a big part of what came out of that, well, there were so many things, but a big part was that I wasn't showing up authentically in what I was doing for my business. Because what had happened, and this was is something that I now understand happens for so many women leaping out of corporate into coaching, is we take the experience we had in our work and the skills we had, and we just transplant them. You just go, there yeah. we go, yeah. I'm gonna do that. And for me, it was like, oh, productivity, accountability, CEO strategies. And that was how I was showing up. That's how I felt I could add value. But because that wasn't really how I was enjoying my life, I was looking for ways to not put myself under so much pressure, but I was helping others put themselves under pressure. And that was out of alignment. And I was also calling to people who just couldn't get stuff done. It was like, they just couldn't do it. And they were enjoying my energy as someone that was really motivated and could get a lot done. And instead of it being a good fit, it was actually really de-energizing for me. I just found myself over-delivering, putting in so many more hours and just being very much out of alignment with how I was running my business, what my message was, how my offers were created. It was like rippling into all the spaces of my business. And that pause, that opportunity to realign basically changed everything that I do in my business. And as I started to implement authentic messaging and then aligned marketing and then energetics in my business I noticed a big shift because I was completely denying the fact that energy was an important part of what I was doing outside of my business so I I have a certification in pranic healing and I became a breathwork facilitator I was lapping it all up yeah but not teaching it not being it not not Almost like you were it. sort of
0: slightly in denial. And was there an element of people might laugh at me or people might not accept me because of this corporate identity? This is, this is how I, it's almost like a sort of, it's an identity piece, isn't it? It's, um, it's where you say, ah, oh, wait a minute. I, I'm still doing all the things I was doing. I've just removed the corporate bit. I'm I'm still just like, I, I love the way you said I wasn't being a very good boss to myself. And, I guess it's that that moment where you you realize that it's all a a bit too much of a lie if you're not actually willing to go there and say let's all take a deep breath before we start this meeting or let's all lean into things that sometimes are a bit frowned upon especially in that corporate sort of masculine energy world
1: would you say that's true yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) like when 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 I first left corporate and became a coach, even that was a source of embarrassment. Wow. I felt like I would be judged by declaring myself a business coach. Who does she think she is a business coach? Like how did that even happen? And that's how I felt about myself to the point where I was really hiding a lot online uh, because I had this idea that people from my industry would be watching and listening and judging me. Yeah. Whether or not they were is an irrelevance. Truthfully, not only were they not doing that, but I've most recently been contacted by a former colleague who's been listening to my podcast and has invited me to come and speak at the ad, ad agency. Uh, well, right. So, anyone that thinks that, that, that people are gonna judge them harshly. First of all, it's not true in the majority. And even if it is, it's what's on your heart that counts. And I had to be really courageous and really brave just to make that leap. And then here I am walking around barefoot in the woods, learning how to breathe properly and teaching others to do that to enhance their business. Uh, What is that about? And I'd had a filter before, which said, I want to deliver Excellence that allows me to feel good about standing in the boardroom and delivering this. But I had misunderstood really what that meant to me. And authenticity just shines through every single time, which is why this lovely ex colleague has got in touch. She wants me to talk about authentic brand messaging for women in corporate. Yes. And I was like, whoa, you know, what a journey. It's almost like come full circle. That's made me. Just double down on what I talk about and how I teach about really being yourself in your business and unlocking your authenticity allows you to reach those new heights. But with joy, and of course, it hasn't stopped me attracting clients who really see the value in doing the energetic work in combination with their business, because they're also overthinkers. They're also overachieving, over efforters. And we all deserve to have more ease in our business.
0: There's so much that resonates with me in what you've just said. I mean, I think it's that I know i I even now reject the the sort of the title "Life coach," because <laughs> in my head, there's a narrative that says, "Oh, that means I have to have life all figured out." and Lordy knows I don't. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't that doesn't mean that you don't you know what for, what for me it means is to we've got one life and, you know, isn't it a bit of a waste not to explore who we really are and how we can show up. And that's when the gifts and talents that we have, we we really sort of amplify and, and magnify those as opposed to dumbing them down and trying to fit in somewhere else. And that for me is the work of life coaching, but it took a long time. and And partly the work we did together to embrace that rather than shy away from it and shy away from this idea that I would be somehow preaching to people about how to live your best life which is not the case at all it's really about exploring what that means for you and you know what I see is when people lean into their strengths and their natural talents that's it just lights everything up and and just like you have just said you know the, the colleague who contacted you really must see that and feel that energy and want to bring that into the workplace.
1: I mean, it's just amazing. Just see. I know, it's so exciting. And to your point as well, something that I've discovered that's incredibly powerful is converting shame into your superpower. It's a literally a messaging superpower. And it's happened over and over as, as I work with clients who bring their shame so vulnerably into our sessions and say like, this is the thing that I just don't think I can. Who am I to do this because? And as soon as that shame is revealed, it allows me to join the dots. I'm like, uh-uh, this is how we transmute this into an incredibly powerful message. I remember one of the first examples of this, I was working with an amazing career coach who had a very successful group program and you know, financially was doing really well, but had felt less than because so many of the women in her group seemed to have long careers with one company and she jumped around and then became a coach. And she's got this idea that who am I to do this and give them advice when I clearly never stuck at anything as long as they have. This was the, the narrative that she was telling herself. But when we actually dug into what her vision, her mission, her motivations were, we discovered that what she really wanted more than anything was freedom. But she defined freedom in her unique way, which wasn't just say I don't want to work very often and I want to you know go, <laughs> go off go off on my yacht or my play golf or, or sit at the spa, which you know is is fair enough but she saw freedom as the ability to really step into her power the freedom to sit at the c suite table and express her opinions and have them you know matter and and affect change in the organization she saw freedom as an opportunity to uh, work a four day week so she could more about her health. She Basically, she defined freedom in a number of ways, but every single one linked to one career jump she'd made to find this new level of what freedom now meant to her. And when she unlocked that, not only did she feel that she had a really solid message to deliver to these women because they too were looking for different ways of expressing the freedom and goals in their life. But she was also able to add a whole new branch to her business because a lot of those women had said to her, "Hmm, I quite fancy coaching too, that they joined joined her container to elevate their career and get promoted, but actually had started already on the journey of what would it look like to step out of corporate? And she wasn't sure how to serve them because it didn't make sense sitting under her brand messaging umbrella. She was like, well, I'm somebody that helps women get promoted in corporate. But no, once she uncovered her shame, she became the person that helped we. Women in corporate find freedom, whatever that looked like for them, and that allowed her to now dial up what might that look like if you stepped out of corporate. And that was that was my first like real aha moment outside of my own experience, where I was like, oh, when we uncover shame, it really unlocks a massive opportunity to yes connect with clients in a whole new level, but also unlock our true path and our destiny in our business too.
0: Yeah, the thing we keep masked, the thing we keep covered up. And and what you're saying there is so beautiful, because it's not for everybody. Um, I think none of this is for everybody. You know, some people, if you start sort of bringing um, maybe your your breathing techniques, you will get people sort of folding their arms and groaning at the back of the room, because their their ego is sort of holding on tight to their own belief systems. But it's certainly that idea of having a carousel career which i think is such uh, you know so appealing and yet there's a sort of a dogma or a narrative that the more i i guess because it does bring a lot of success in financial terms if you stick at one thing and you become very good at it and then you can you you work your way through the ranks but for so many women that i meet actually financial freedom is only one aspect of it the freedom to really lean into their creativity the freedom to try new things the freedom to explore those those things that maybe have been pushed to the back burner is is so valuable and yeah i think it's that that intuition that you have honed so successfully and maybe i was wondering if it was through that um i'd love to hear more about the breathing work that you do
1: and whether that helps to release that that sort of inner knowing yeah i mean there are so many ways of doing it breath work is one that i particularly love because it's one of the few that i found actually shuts down my inner chatter yeah. uh, you know i love meditating but i'm not very good at it you know i'm gonna be straight up i I do meditate. In fact, I meditated this morning. I'd had a run around my woods and I sat down on a log and I set my insight timer for five minutes because I, you know, any longer than that and I know I'm going to be making the shopping list. So Mm -hmm. I set it for five minutes, but even then I do, my mind just constantly wanders and I I know enough about meditation to know that this isn't unusual, but I do find it frustrating. And whereas breath work is an ability to um, it's an opportunity to allow your mind to shut off because you're so focused on the breath and there's a there's a lovely sort of buzz to it when you do it right that allows you to just go ah and it's at that ah that some different grace can come in we can actually get some silence or sometimes we just get great ideas just boom drop in and that's intuition yeah. so yeah i i'm a big fan of developing Different ways of channeling and allowing that to flow and sometimes it's just an acceptance that we all have a higher power and a, a soul voice it's really really quiet yeah. we just got to let that ego quiet down sometimes so we can allow that that true authentic voice to be heard
0: and it's interesting that even I mean goals with soul that word soul is clearly so intrinsic to what you do but I don't think that was your identity when you first, you know, that's something you've
1: uncovered, you've unearthed through this work. It wasn't even the name of the podcast when I launched it. I so this will make you laugh. When I launched my podcast, it was called Action Taker Tribe. And that was my podcast. <laughs> Here we and are, um, again, and if, you, if you hit boom, boom, let's do this. Take action, take action. That was my message back then. And um, in fact, if you go back to some of the earliest episodes, that's how I'm introducing it. I think some of the artwork's still there. Ooh. But um, it was through this evolution, I was like, no, this this has all got to change. And it just goes to show as well that you can change and you can evolve. Mm. And that's a lot of the work that I do now with coaches who have been in business for a year, two years, three years, and they may be making some solid money in that as well. But they just know it's time for an up level and an evolution because they know they're holding back because yeah, their all, next level this- is
0: scary that greater sense of ease and flow when you're, when you're in that space, because yeah, we can all achieve something if we really strive at it, but striving can be exhausting. And I think it's that moving towards ease and grace, which you do so beautifully. And that's what you're encouraging now. And I guess I'm, I'm a big believer that actually that essence, that soul is always there. It's it's more of a rediscovery of who you were as a child, perhaps. And I know when we, we're first chatting and there's always been like furious energy and I said oh, will you come on the podcast you went oh yeah I've got some great stories I almost didn't make it through childbirth and I was wondering about who you were as a child as a result well no
1: actually it was me giving birth that oh, yeah I nearly birth. died giving birth yes <laughs> oh
0: my goodness I didn't even realize oh my god
1: yeah, yeah, so oh. when my eldest who's now away at university was born, um I ended up with postpartum hemorrhage which can be very serious for anyone but mine was extremely serious and I had to have an emergency hysterectomy literally after she'd been born in order to save my life but even that wasn't enough I continued to hemorrhage over the next week they told my parents and my husband that I probably wasn't going to make it it was terrifying it was it was really major yeah
0: (laughs) I had no idea and it's that that you know, getting in touch with your own resilience and your own courage. I mean, I think that all influences that notion that we're not all here forever. There's no guarantees. I am going to make the most of this life of mine. Well,
1: I mean, it did. It sent me into all of that kind of I had post- Um, I had uh, PTSD for the next year because the actual experience was so traumatic as well as the outcome. But I, I will say at this point that seven years later, myself and my second husband, my now husband, flew to California to meet our surrogate baby twins, who are now 12, who we had uh, through IVF. They're our genetic children and the help of a, of a beautiful, generous lady out in California who helped us by gestating them for us. And um, we got to complete our family. And that led me, as I started my business, interestingly, to say, I made the impossible possible. I can surely crack the code on how to enjoy my business and add value to others and create impact. And that was a big part of what was driving me. I was like, well, if I can do that, I can do this. And I think that's true for all of us. We've all have something that we've overcome in our lives that we can draw on when things don't look quite as easy and say well look if I can do that then I can do this anything is possible
0: what a remarkable story and it must have taken so much courage to to yeah to pick up the pieces but also I mean I guess I guess it's just such an unconventional way of welcoming extending your family bringing new babies into the world and just every step of the way is a new learning curve and you know it's 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 a, enough of a transition just going from not having children to becoming a mother but you know all of that journey I'm sure has inspired the strength and the conviction that you have now that you just you just that's it makes perfect sense to me that that's what brings that energy into the room that as you you just said it's like I've achieved you must have gone from well it's going to be really hard probably impossible might not happen to wow look at this just yeah. incredible and did you have any idea it was twins so you, you knew all along it was it was twins
1: well because it was IVF we put two in yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. hoped we hoped that we would have twins I was I was really hoping we would and I've got three daughters now and um the point you just made there, it's like the big thing that came through for me was trust. Now, when you go through something like that, you can't control it. It's, you know, and I was somebody that had always controlled everything just through the force of my doing. You yeah. know, I lay back, I, I leaned back on my intellect and my motivation. I was like, I can just do, do, do. And here, everything was out of my control. It was like, I, where do you go from there? And I think to some part that I had counselling for a year after that, I was just integrating this idea that some things are just going to happen externally and you're just going to get caught up, but only you can control the way that you internalise that. And I decided then and there that I was going to rewrite my narrative and yeah. decide how this was going to play out for myself and yes i started to take those steps towards surrogacy which was what i had seen as what i felt would be the best solution for our family but who knew what the outcome would be i mean the i don't think we've got enough time not only in this podcast but even in this day for me to take you through all of the fun stories and crazy things that happened along that thing that had to be true it was just to have faith, trust, certainty, trust in a higher power, the universe, however you kind of like to feel about that personally. But it was just all I have to do is take the next step. And what does yeah. that look like? And let it unfold and see what connections I make. And, you know, as I as I like to say it for the surrogacy journey, at that point when I'd given birth to my first daughter, I had no knowledge, no resources. No connections that would take me on that path that would then see us, you know, flying out to California and welcoming our daughters. That, that, it was like, how, how could that even be? And I think as business owners and as career women, we frequently have that, how, how, you know, I want X, but it feels impossible. But everything that once felt impossible started with a single, okay, I'll take one step and trust how this might unfold and hope that it's for the greater good. It will be for the greater good, whatever the outcome.
0: What a beautiful story. And it must mean that those those children of yours are so much, you know, so integral and, and so, tra- I mean, we all treasure our children, but, but just, I guess you get to see firsthand how it's not as natural as just, oh, look, I'm pregnant and there it's all happening. You know, you've got so much more empathy for people who, are on their individual journey around fertility and starting families and and i i mean it's it gives me so much insight as to why you have this um, i guess because you you've built your own level of trust and that's what you bring to the table it's like if you are willing to step into the unknown let go and give up your all of your expectations but maintain that level of faith and trust; mm.
1: that things will
0: happen. Yeah, and but that, look, that, I'm, I guess his soul that that is that is a sort of connection with yourself. I
1: love how you put that. But I'm not sitting here on any pedestal. Like, mm. and 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 it brought it home to me. You just said, you know, how treasured our children are, and my twins above their, even beyond their unusual. Entry into the world. They were actually born at 29 weeks. They were £2.15 each and spent six weeks in the neonatal intensive care in California. So the story just goes on and on. It was like, whoa, these little babies who like such a miracle on so many levels. But just to bring this back down to earth, that doesn't mean. That I don't get really cross sometimes. And, oh and my god! I yeah, like yeah. lose lose my rag with my kids, and I, sometimes I like these these babies went through so much, and I wanted them so much, but I'm so damn cross because they've been on their screens too long, and yeah, they haven't tidied their bedroom. And you know, life life just you know we're living in a 3D world, and as much as we want to connect with our higher self more, I'm on a constant journey to. Discover more ways of being easy and peaceful and gentle and chill. And the truth is, it's because I have a lot of contrast. Have a lot of things that I'm like, I'm not behaving the way I I really wish I should behave, and I I'm not loving this thing that's going on. Mm. But it's a very helpful thing to always be able to come back to trust, inner knowing, and say, right, what do I need right now? Do I need to get my socks off and get my feet on the ground and go for a walk and have a few minutes in the forest and reconnect with myself and thankfully that's something that I'm now able to go back to more and more yeah and
0: and as as you said you know we're all human (laughs) and I I have great admiration for people who especially twins because everything's happening I've got a lovely lovely friend who's a mother of triplet girls and whoa. (laughs) In some ways, there are advantages because everything happens all at once, but that's also a disadvantage because everything happens all at once and there's three, you know, and it's, um, I have, yeah, I I sit back in awe because if you're able to just deal with one thing at a time, but especially as they, you know, they hit milestones and it's the not wanting to compare and contrast and treat them all as individuals and all of that stuff that goes part and parcel with with having twins or triplets is just, you know, amazing. But I think I think it was almost what you were saying about you had this big trauma, you have therapy and that's what opens up, okay, let's just get some perspective on this. Let's just take a step back. And it's it's been a beautiful journey ever since. And the other thing I loved about when we were talking, you said that you had taken out a whole Wednesday afternoon now and you go off and you just do some pottery, do some ceramic work, which again, I think is such a great invitation to extend to people, you know, because I think the pandemic helped us to see that there's more to life than just work, 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 and, and, and really connecting with the side of yourself that makes
1: things and gets creative is really important. I have a real tendency to overwork I think, you know, my default is to put more hours in. And of course, we all know that more hours doesn't always equal better output. And I was burning myself out. I launched a business specifically so I could spend more time with my kids. So I could look after my health and do yoga and all these things I wanted to do. But every time I didn't feel that I was getting the results I wanted, my default was to do more and of course, as I'm now learning, it doesn't really matter what level of business you're at. There's always something that you're not yet achieving, something you could have, should have done. And so the pottery piece was a really massive step for me in showing myself in the universe that I'm prioritizing just being and enjoying and being present. And anyone that's, that's Uh, turned clay on the wheel. Well, no, you have to be darn present to do that. And I'm by no means an accomplished potter. And I know we're on a podcast, but I'm going to hold up a little vase (laughs) to show cats. I'm just, I'm I'm just looking at
0: this gorgeous (laughs) little green vase, but I love that. That's what's part of it. It's um, not being it. I think we, we as humans, there's part of us. It's good for us to have something that we're mastering. That you never quite arrive you know that that's very much eastern philosophy which is you spend a lot of time in that space of What can I do to make it better? What can I do to improve? Just keep going.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm loving it. And it's not about the items I make, although I I am really enjoying drinking from a mug that I made. (laughs) But, you know, getting your hands on the clay for me, was like grounding, getting back to nature, back to earth. But even moreover, it's just being present. And I get to do that for three hours one well, now Friday morning, actually, because I've switched classes, but I get to just do that. And I would say to anybody that's putting in too many hours and overthinking, over-efforting to find something that they have to commit to, they've paid for, they're going to show up for, that forces them to take a step away because you know I come back to my desk and I'm full of relaxed energy and I reach out to clients and it's just it's a completely different vibe to if I'd have been sitting there beating myself up over an email sequence or a live or something that I was feeling a heavy weight about doing so oh yeah
0: yeah. and I, I think we're now starting to understand that in terms of productivity often those breaks that change of scene that You know creativity can just be about yeah doing something slightly differently walking a different way to work, Um, it really just triggers different synapses in the brain and it is much more effective than just putting the hours sitting at the desk and saying right I'm, i'm here so therefore it must be productive.
1: Yeah. And look at it from a spiritual level as well. I love to think of the fact that we love the law of attraction and anyone that knows anything about law of attraction knows that we create our own reality and we have to be and feel what we desire now. And if you're constantly saying one day I'm going to be able to take time out to do things I really want, one day I'll get to spend more time with my kids, one day I'll travel, whatever that might look like, that isn't evoking that frequency matching that will actually create what you want now. So I was like, can I afford to take a half day out of my business every week? It's like, well, no, because you've got all of these things that you've committed to and you need to deliver. And I was like, yeah, but I'm doing all of that so I can create a business that allows me to have ease, joy, fun, pursue my passions. So I'm absolutely committed to doing that today and allowing it to unfold with that with that frequency connection. Yeah. And that's and, and I'll tell you something not only has taking an extra half day out my business not harmed my business. Since I've been doing pottery I've I've had the best quarter of my business so far. I've had a wonderful time and we're not just talking financially although it has been a good time it's been more than that. It's been about doing the work that I love to do most with people I love to spend time with and just generally having more fun than i did for that first two years i'd say well it's also it's back to that first
0: word aligned which is if one of your values is freedom is spiritual connection is you know it's bringing all of that back into alignment and i think we have to recognize that as humans we need to lean into our values if we if we want to feel whole if we want to feel that sense of calm and in a peace it, uh, it when you're not aligned that's when things start to go wrong and as you say energetically you go into that frustration anger all that kind of real negative energy that just that can just get in the way of it, it's such a block as far as i'm concerned to 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 you know to living a good life it's it's it it just gets in the way now i know you know one of the things we connected on was one of my core values is kindness because it's got me where I am today. Um, it always works in terms of when I'm stuck, okay, what's the kindest of thing I can do for myself? What's the kindest of thing I can do for other people? What came up for you, Joe? when I asked about a story about an act of kindness that's impacted you? Is this a story I've already told you? No, but I was wondering if you had, because I, I, I just imagined, you know, you've obviously worked with a surrogate mother, there must be so many beautiful stories inside of that one story of of how your family came to, to be that there'll be something in there that just resonates with you as being, wow, this is what moved it forward.
1: Oh I my mean, gosh, it's like that whole experience was one of immense generosity. And I'm somebody that isn't really used to getting support or help. I think a lot of us mm. driven women I find it hard to accept help or ask for help. And there was no greater sort of surrender than have someone else carry your children. <laughs> yeah. That was an immense act of kindness, which was kind, of course, because our children were born as a result. But on a spiritual level, I think that that act was a chance for me to finally accept grace to to allow things to happen for me and to not have to uh, do 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 and instead surrender so it was it was on so many levels yeah
0: I know I remember um because my I've got two boys who are 21 months apart so they were quite often in a double buggy and I traveled quite a lot because I lived overseas so one of the kindest things people could do at the airport was recognize that there were three children often and more more of them than there were of me and just taking the time to maybe hold someone's hand distract one of them while i was standing in a queue for the passports air hostesses who just realized as you were getting on board you know just while you got everybody settled you just needed just that little bit of extra care and attention just always made me want to cry you know because kindness of strangers is like whoa whoa
1: yeah I can relate to that I I spent a quite a fair amount of time standing at the bottom of the tube in London the subway (laughs) waiting with my double buggy for someone to come along and lift it up for me I'm like I'm just going to trust I'll just stand here and of course everybody's filing past you tutting because you're in the way I'm like I'll just stand here someone will appear and they always do of course somebody lovely um so yeah I relate No, amazing.
0: And then I always ask my guests about music because I think it is how we connect on a spiritual level. I think music is just such a sort of a common language. And I love hearing people's answers. And it's something I even resort to in that corporate context. You know, I just had to host a panel recently. And the way we we sort of brought the whole conversation to an end from quite a serious topic of diversity and equity and inclusion was, okay, tell me about some music. So what 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 role does music play
1: in your life Joe? Massive, Like most people, um, you know, I really do love music and I've got my Spotify playlists. I have, um, I share with some of my clients and I don't think I've shared it with you yet, which is a lovely prompt. I'm going to make sure I do so, but I have my take action and my inflow playlists, which I've collected from others and in the industry of things that motivate them and things that help them just chill. So I've got these playlists, which I absolutely adore. But yeah, I mean, music personally for me, has been something that represents different points in my life all the way through One that i'd love to share actually became incredibly important for me when i was going through that year of therapy after i gave birth to my first daughter um the song that i often came back to was a song by the indigo girls called closer than fine closer to fine to be specific which is just a beautiful song about just acceptance and being okay with whatever was coming up and that for me not I was just thinking not only did I listen to it a lot but when I finished my year I actually sent a cd to my therapist with that song on it just thanking her for all of her help and just saying I wanted to share this this music with you I don't know whether she ever listened to it I'm, she I'm
0: sure did. she did I'm <laughs> really sure she did and and it's so true that you know just that coming closer to I mean, meeting your own maker—that yeah—I I still can't get over that. I, I really thought your story was about not making it through your own childhood. You know, your—it was this had happened to your mum, but oh my goodness! I—I I mean, I—I I think it is so life-changing when you have something like that 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 just makes you realise how short and sweet life can be, and yeah to not take anything for granted.
1: Yeah, I mean, it gave me a great opportunity to give back a little quite directly because I became a a near-miss maternal statistic. So I had the opportunity to feed back about the healthcare and about the healthcare trust and how they managed maternity wards and so on. So that Mm. was a a part of my past, actually. I'm not really on that plane anymore, but Mm. it was nice at the time to be able to kind of deliver some something that hopefully will help others in the future who may not have to experience what I went through
0: and that to me is uh, you know at the heart of what you do you spend your entire life I know we talk about human design and you you, you're a reflector is that right that's right it's quite a, a small tranche of people who who do spend their time reflecting back to others giving back and that's clearly at essence, who you are. And I was just wondering, through all of these challenges, through all of this you know, stuff that life has thrown at you, what's
1: the, the one piece of wisdom that you carry with you? I think the biggest thing for me, I mentioned it earlier, is about having certainty and trust that you may not get the outcome. I'm gonna be really specific here because it's easy to say, certainty and trust that I'm gonna get what I want. And that may not be the case, but certainty and trust that whatever transpires is going to be for your highest good, even traveling through quite sticky, difficult times. And, you know, would I turn back the clock and not go through that? Well, no, of course I wouldn't, because, you know, in the immediate aftermath of that, If you'd have asked me, you know, is this the best thing for you? I'd have said, hell no. (laughs) Of course Mm -hmm. it wasn't. But having gone through so many exciting adventures, you know, that enabled me to meet my now husband was part of that journey. It was, you know, my twins coming into my life, me having the trust in order to leave corporate behind, even though that was many years later, has yeah it was all happened for a reason. I think is yeah. another way of putting it. And that, for me, is some of the greatest wisdom that I lean into, particularly now when I'm still traveling through things I don't like that are going on in my reality. and some you know, some things are very serious and they crop up and you think, Oh, this how can this be? You know, I, I'm living a good life. I'm trying to evoke the law of attraction. How can it be that things like this might happen?' And really then I remind myself that there might be some, some wisdom in this that's actually for your highest good, even if you can't see it now and back to taking the next step and trusting and leaning in, yeah? Beautiful, just beautiful. Well, Joe, it's been
0: an absolute pleasure to capture a bit more of your story and I am so thrilled to add it to my collection, especially as season nine is all about really strong female leaders you know in celebration of international women's day and it's just as soon as i met you i was like yes this is somebody i really really gravitated towards so for anyone listening to this who's maybe running a small business who's a coach who's who's setting up as a freelancer and wants some help with messaging what's the best way to work
1: with you Um, You can find me either on LinkedIn, Joanna Ingram, or over on Instagram. I'm at IamJo.Ingram. And if you're already an entrepreneur or a coach, and you'd like to understand how to deliver magnetic messaging, I have some free training that you can simply download by going to JoannaIngram.link forward slash up level.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to yeah, our continued journey and the connection and all the people that I'm sure are going to be brought into my my life as a result of having met you.
1: Oh Kat, it's been it's such a pleasure to chat. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Joe. Bye now.
0: What a powerful reminder that when you live your life in accordance with what truly matters to you, you can often find a sense of purpose and fulfilment that can help you navigate even the most challenging times. Joe's story is such a powerful reminder that by staying true to yourself and your beliefs, you can create a life that's not only meaningful to you, but that also makes a positive impact on the world around you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and next week we'll be wrapping up season 10 with one of my favourite people, Jude Galier was first on collective wisdom back in season one when she was working in the busy AE departments during the pandemic. She's since left that world behind and is truly stepping into her identity as Dr. Body Mind Soul and will be coming to talk to us about everything she's learnt on that particular journey. I do hope you'll be able to join us and in the meantime, have a fantastic week